Hello, you are about to listen to one of the teachings of Shegun Manuel. Shegun Manuel is a prolific speaker, writer, and entrepreneur. He is commonly known and referred to as Delta's foremost inspirational speaker. What you are about to listen to will change your mind forever. Happy listening. As you My name is Shegun Manuel and today I want to talk with us about how to thrive in today's economy. Today in Nigeria, over 40 million young Nigerians, as of 2010, were unemployed. The National Directorate of Employment gave us a statistics by the year 2010 that over 40 million Nigerians are unemployed. And as from 2010 till now, more people have joined that list. As we all know, the oil industry is downsizing because of the current global price of oil. More jobs are going under. All the jobs related to the oil industry are going under. The root cause of unemployment today is that we are too formal. People forget that every great company is a product of another man's sweat. Every worker, as you know, is an expense and a cost. As a matter of fact, governments are looking for ways to cut costs. You see that in some of these major oil and gas companies, they've cut down their workforces. So if you work in Shell or in Chevron or any of these big companies, you see that workforces have been cut down in those places. And so servicing companies related to all these companies also have cut down their workforces. It's a fact that the global price of oil is going down. And estimates have shown that in the nearest future, it will go down more. So the question is, how do we thrive in this economy today that is solely dependent on oil and gas? Is there a way out? Yes, there is a way out. And that's what we are going to talk about today. Today, one of the major things that we need to do in being able to thrive into this economy is one, to get knowledge. I'm going to be talking about six of these points. And the first I'm going to be looking at is getting knowledge. When we talk about knowledge, we are looking at education and training. So number one, education. Everybody demands and wishes to get good education. Companies and governments and wish to employ people that have good education. And education is fantastic. It's good. I am an educated person. I encourage everybody to go to school. I encourage everybody to get a good education. And so we all go to schools, go to polytechnics, universities. We get degrees, get masters and all of that. But you know that in our economy today, with all those degrees, you still have educated people who are unemployed. And we have a huge number of graduates today roaming our streets unemployed. But you know, to get ahead into this economy, you need judge education. But the other part that we don't look at when it comes to education is the training and skills. I grew up to meet a time where intro tech and technical education was a big deal in Nigeria. And so if you went to secondary school, any of the secondary schools, we had intro tech taught. And we had technical colleges that taught you basic soft skills. And so it's either you learn how to do shoemaking or you learn carpentry or you learn something, some skill. And so you come out of school, if you don't know anything, you know how to do one thing. So that you know how to polish shoes or you know how to, you know how to become a cobbler or you know how to become one of all these things. And so our parents in those days got out of secondary school, didn't have the opportunity to go to universities, but they had technical knowledge. Do you know that today in Nigeria we are losing um, skilled workers? Do you know that today in Nigeria with all the jobs and all the construction work we are doing today we are importing skilled workers? Do you know that all the tiling work done in Nigeria today, most part of Nigeria are done by Togolese and Cameroonians? Do you know that all the cobbling and all the other minor jobs, the jobs we looked at as small, small jobs are done by foreigners? We are looking for bricklayers today, we are looking for people coming from abroad, we are looking for people to plaster houses, we are looking for furniture makers, we are looking for people coming from abroad. When I say abroad, I'm talking about neighboring countries around Nigeria. But do you know, these skilled laborers get paid good money for doing these jobs. If you ask, ask around, how much do you pay a typical tiler to tile a whole building? How much do you pay a typical painter to paint a whole building? Because we've got so involved in getting just education and not getting these skills, we are losing jobs. 
But if you must survive into this economy, this is one of the things that you must get. You must get soft skills. Aside from what you studied, I'm an accountant by training, fantastic, fine. You studied engineering, what else do you know how to do? You cannot change the light bulb in your house. You cannot do the simplest electrical job. You cannot maintain your car by yourself. You cannot change the oil in your genset. All these things we pay money to people to do for us. But if you learn these skills, these are some of the things we need to survive into this economy. Number two, quickly I move on, is to shun formality. When I say shun formality, you say, oh, what do you mean? We have become too formal and people have become very interested in blue-collar jobs that we don't do anything else. I just talked about getting skills just now. We feel that if you are doing skilled jobs, you are menial. Ladies and gentlemen, there's nothing that's a menial job. All we have around are people with menial minds. I go for that again. There's nothing like a menial job anywhere in the world. All we have are menial minds. And so once you have a menial mind, you see a job like shoemaking, you see a job like carpentry as a menial job. But do you know people are millionaires today from carpentry and shoemaking? How much do you pay to furnish your house? You know how much the carpenter makes from furnishing your house? Most former jobs today will soon go under, as you know, with the advent of technology and all of that. Today, the advent of ATM has reduced the jobs of a lot of people in the banking and finance industry. If you don't know, know that today. And more of that will be coming in because, you know, the ATM today as it is fashion is for you to withdraw money. Very soon, they're already testing ATMs that will also take deposits. And once you can deposit into an ATM and withdraw for an ATM, what do you need the, the cashier over the counter to do for you? The advent of GSM today has also brought a lot of jobs to particular people in a particular industry. And so all the things you used to do over the counter before you can do with your GSM today, you can pay your DSTV, you can pay your NEPA bills, you can pay all just by using your GSM phone. You can pay money online just by using your GSM phone. Today, in developed countries, you see that in filling stations, all you need to do to buy fuel is with your ATM card, slot it in the machine, dispense fuel to yourself. And if that happens, people as small as filling station attendants will lose their job. So, ladies and gentlemen, we need to shun formality. We need to shun all those, oh, I want to work in the bank, I want to work in a blue-collar job, I want to wear suit and tie to go to the office. No. We need to move from that kind of mindset to the mindset where you say that, oh, this is something that people need. And it brings me to my next point. You must be a solution. Number three, you must be a solution. You must be solution-minded. Make up your mind that you will not be a part of the problem, but you will be the solution. Get my point? I did not say be a part of the solution. I said, do not be a part of the problem, but be the solution. It's in being the solution that you survive in today's economy. Because in being the solution, you have made up your mind that I'm not too proud to work. I can do anything because they say there is dignity in labor. I grew up to meet that. But today, our young people have become too proud to work, but not ashamed to beg. Yes, I know you heard that. Young people have become too proud to work, but not ashamed to beg. So you see young people everywhere, all dressed fine, all graduate from school with masters from two different universities abroad, and they're around, all looking nice and working, nothing to do, too proud to do the jobs that are available, but not ashamed to beg you and say, bros, anything for the boys. As they say in Warrior, they give us something. But you know, there is no way I will give you something except you provide a solution for me. And you see young worry people around every day say, ah, bros, we are lawyer. At the end of the day, when the people who they are lawyer to do not do anything, they say, ah, who you help? But do you know that help comes out of service? And so some of the bros also have developed and said, if you ask me who you help, I ask you who you serve. So, brings us to the point that solution comes from service. And so you must be a part of the service. You must serve to be a part of the solution. You must serve to be this solution you must look for daily problems to solve stop looking for the big things look at the small things they told those that matter they say small things do matter so what are you doing about the small things that happen around you what are you doing about waste management what are you doing about the light that is not available in your area 
What are you doing about security that is not available in your area? What are you doing about water that is not available in your area? What you are able to do about the things that affect you will determine what you do about the big issues. If you take care of small issues, the big issues will handle themselves. Let's look at people who solved um, daily problems and in solving daily problems, they became big-time entrepreneurs. Let's look at the ATM, for example. I heard the story of the guy who founded the ATM. They said he wanted to get money on a Friday evening. And you know, those, those of us who know who were around the time before the ATM was invented, he went to the bank and you know, once you go to the bank before 4 o'clock on Friday, you can get money. But after 4 o'clock on Friday, you have to wait till Monday morning. And so he needed money so badly. And he said, I would do anything to get money. He tried to get into the bank, but he couldn't get in. All because the bank had closed at 4 o'clock. And he told himself, only if I can have something that can give me money, that once I present my account number, it can recognize me and give me money, no matter how small the money is. And you know, that's how it works. The solution that you have to provide to us is a solution to the problem that you're having because it is in knowing that problem that you know this, the kind of solution that you require. And so, he told himself and said, if the vending machine that vends Coke and Fanta and all the soft drinks, you can put a coin in it and it will vend out whatever you want for you. Just press a button and it vend out whether you want Coke or Fanta or Sprite. Then we can have somewhere where there's a stash of money in there if I put my account number and put a secret code, it will vend whatever amount, no matter how small I want from me, from that machine. And he walked up to the people who, who made that vending machine and told them, look, look, this is my idea. This is what I want to do. And you know, those people told him that this, this, this is workable. Let's see how it works. And that's how they started working the ATM machine. He started with his bank and before you know it, it spread out. And the whole world today, the ATM machine is there. Do you know that when they wanted to um, uh, decide what kind of pin to use, Somebody said, oh, let's use a six-digit pin. And his wife said, no, let's use a four-digit pin. It's easier to remember and it's not easy to manipulate. And today, for just deciding that every ATM card that comes out that has a pin number, she has a particular amount that is residual to her. Who does you want to be that kind of person? Do you know how many ATM cards each Nigerian has? And do you know how much goes into account? That's just for Nigeria. Do you know? I said it to say this point that every idea that you have, every idea that God has given you, because God is, is the giver of all good ideas, any idea that God has given you, there's a solution just around you. You see that when he discovered that he wanted to do the ATM, also, there was already a solution of a vending machine that works already like an ATM and today he has that already on ground. Let's look at WhatsApp for example. Many of us are on WhatsApp. If I ask you how many of us, everybody who has a good phone today has WhatsApp on the phone. How did this start? There's a Ukrainian who was going to school in America, couldn't communicate with his family because he was very poor. He went to school on scholarship and he said, oh, I wish I could have something. He couldn't even do text messaging because then text messaging was a little bit expensive. And he said, if, if I do anything today that will help me communicate with my wife and family and just be in contact with them so that they know what's happening with me, I'll be grateful. And so he tried and tried and tried text messaging and he walked up to a company and said, look, can we do something within your network that anybody who is within your network in any country in the world can be able to send messages to each other. And they said, oh, fine. They tested it and it worked. And that's how WhatsApp started. Today, they moved it from just within a network to any phone producer. So any phone producer that was in today that has WhatsApp application on their phone, that guy has a particular amount of money that comes to him. Wouldn't you rather be that kind of person? In just solving a problem that related to him, is making money. Let me even bring it back to Nigeria here now. Let's talk about uh, Otumbak Benga Gaddafi. He's late now. But Otumbak Benga Gaddafi started what we know as mobile toilet today in Nigeria. He's a Yoruba man and you know how Yorubas uh, love parties. I'm a Yoruba man. We love parties to the point that we could do anything just to do a party. You know, they say Yoruba people can borrow money to do parties. But fantastic. So, he used to go to parties. And you know, the typical dressing of a Yoruba man is a three-piece suit, as they call it. The trouser, the top, and the agbada on top. And he struggled so much 
to ease himself at the party because then in nigeria when we had parties in fields and big locations like this there was no provision for uh, uh toilets and all of that and so he struggled and struggled and struggled to be able to use uh, the convenience with his agbada and all he couldn't get somewhere to use and he told himself i said how i wish i have somewhere to use to ease myself i will pay any amount to do that remember any solution you have any idea god gives you the solution is just by the corner and he started looking and said oh if anybody could give me this and he talked to some people and they looked online and discovered that they already have some kind of um, small toilet like this abroad that you could put in party venues that uh, when you're in your press you just go there ease yourself and come out and today Otunba Benga Gaddafi was the first to import mobile toilets into Nigeria and before you know it the government jumped on it and some of the oil and gas majors in Nigeria jumped on it also and Otunba Benga Gaddafi made all the money from importing that and as a matter of fact when he died after he died he was given a national honor just by providing mobile toilet see you don't need too many things for people to uh, uh, realize that you're a successful person you don't need too many things to succeed you only need one thing we only know michael jordan for basketball we know michael jackson for music we know Lionel messi for football we don't know them for every other thing if you talk about football you will not talk about michael jackson but if you talk about music it's michael jackson what's that one thing that we know you for what's that one problem that you're solving that we know you for Tumba benga gaddafi only did mobile toilets and was given a national honor for mobile toilets so ladies and gentlemen if you must thrive in today's society you must be a solution number four you must deliver fast and prompt services and work with integrity you must deliver fast and prompt services and work with integrity in today's world we used to be in a jet age we moved to the computer age i'm wondering what age you are in now because everything we want we want it quick and fast and so if you are not providing if you are just providing services and your services are not quick and fast once a competition comes that provides quick and fast service everybody will abandon you and move on to where we have quick and fast services so for example instead of going to the market boring yourself about shopping from shop to shop all you can do is from your mobile phone you look at the jumia and you can buy anything from a jumia and in the next 24 hours that thing is delivered to your to your to your doorstep that's living fast and prompt services you don't have to be in lagos you don't have to be in a shop particularly all you need to do is on your mobile phone switch through it whatever you want to buy click on it and when they deliver it to your doorsteps you give them the money same thing with conga same thing with fast food same thing with fruit salad for example the fruit salad they sell around instead of going to the the market where they sell fruit buy this one buy orange buy apple buy cucumber and start peeling all of them and go through that stress no what they do now is that all these fruit are cut in small pieces and put in a plastic and so you buy the fruit salad all of it 200 naira when 200 naira would have bought you all the food you had but because you need fast and prompt service in whatever you are doing look for a way to get fast and prompt services fast and prompt services fast and prompt services that's the only way to survive in today's market number five you must position yourself properly people do not realize that there are customers and there are consumers all of the people who buy from you 20 percent are customers and 80 percent are consumers you must spend 80 percent of your time 
and attention on 20% of your customers. It's called the Pareto Principle. Spend 80% of your time on 20% of your customers and spend 20% of your time on 80% of your consumers. What's the difference between consumers and customers? Customers are those who like what you're doing and can pay for what you're doing. Consumers are those who love what you're doing but really cannot afford what you're doing. Though they love it, they can touch it, but they cannot pay the price. So, Pareto Principle is spend 20% of your time on 80% of your consumers and spend 80% of your time on that 20% that are your customers, those that can pay. Another part of this positioning yourself is social media presence. Many of our old people today will tell you, oh no, Facebook is for young people. Facebook is all, that's where all these young people go and waste your time. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have social media presence today, we are nowhere. As a matter of fact, I quote one of my mentors that says, he says, social media is the new due diligence. And so if you are doing business with me and you mention whatever you are doing, mention your company name, the next thing I do is I go and check you out on Twitter. I check you out on Facebook. I check you out on Instagram and see what you are doing. If you say you are a business person today and you do not have social media presence, then you have not started. You must embrace technology. This is what this age knows about. This is what this age does. Social media makes small brands look big. So we on social media, you who is um, Tandy Gorana or Ghostport can compete favorably with Coca-Cola. Channel TV can compete favorably with... It, it gives you a level playing field. So, if you are not on social media yet, you should be on social media. Many people say, oh, people go to social media to do all stuff. You get what you look for on social media. If you are looking for business, you get business. If the biggest brands in the world are on social media, I don't see why you are not on social media. If Coca-Cola is on social media, Access Bank is on social media, Guarantee Trust Bank is on social media, Zenith Bank is on social media, the high and mighty celebrities in the world, the Barack Obama on social media, Bill Gates on social media, Mark Zuckerberg. So why are you not on social media? If you are not on social media, then something is really wrong. I go back to talking about due diligence. Those days, if you had a company, we check security and access permission to see what you have been doing. But today, if you have a company, we search on Facebook and Twitter. So if you are not there, you don't know how to operate any of that, learn or get people to operate it for you. Number six, which is the final thing I'm going to look at today in surviving in today's economy, is working with ruthless execution. Ruthless execution. What you have to do, they say, do quick. Get to work already. Nobody is waiting for you. The best time to do anything is yesterday. The second best time is now. Today is the best time to get to work. As you hear this tape, as you listen to me right now, wherever you are, you lost the best time to do this thing you said you wanted to do. Yesterday was the best time. Last year was the best time. Today is the second best time. Make use of the second best time. The problem with many of us is that we dwell on too much analysis. And too much analysis, they say, leads to paralysis. Too much analysis leads to paralysis. So you are saying, oh, I will do it like this. I will fine-tune it and make it work like this. Until you do it, nobody pays you for assumption. People only pay for actual work done. Work is not easy, but you must work. You may fall, puke, faint, die, but keep yourself up and say, look, nothing works except you work it. My final statement for you as I leave you is, start small, grow fast, and grow big. I'll see you on top. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to this audio recording. You can connect with Shegu Manuel on 070-3256-2772 or shegun.manuel at yahoo.com That is S-E-G-U-N dot M-A-N-U-E-L at yahoo.com Follow Shegu Manuel on Instagram and Twitter at the handle at Shegu Manuel at S-E-G-U-N M-A-N-U-E-L and you can also find Shegu Manuel on Facebook Remember, it is not what you know that matters. It is what you do with what you know. Do something with what you know now. Thank you.